Welcome to day three of Critical Encounters Villainous Yule Calendar for December 2022. Here we get in the holiday spirit and take a quick look at some random festive aspect of the game. So let's peek behind the door and see what our so-called villains are up to. Oh, happy holidays, everybody. Tonight, I am joined by a very special guest to talk about deck building and genius. Tonight, we're with Drew. Drew, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, fantastic. How is Hobbitland? Um, it's really good. Uh, we had a lot of rain the last uh, week or so, and now it's finally starting to warm up and be really nice. It's actually spring here, so it's, oh, yeah. it's really exciting. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Drew, every time I go on to Marvel DB, I am blown away by the decks that you build but also like the things you say about them. Like you are a brilliant deck builder and I think you know that, though you'll probably try to be humble about it. But I have some questions about how you build decks and how you see the card pool in general. So a lot of us will get get a hero announced or we'll pack, pick up a pack of cards or whatever and we'll look through them and we'll see maybe how it all fits together. But you clearly see this game differently in a very interesting and big way. You see possibilities. And I just want to know, I'm here to pick your brain tonight, Drew. How do you see the card pool so well and so uniquely when you're building your decks? Walk us through your process. Well, thank you so much for saying. Um, yeah, it, it means a lot to me to hear people. You know, I get messages from people all the time on Discord so. uh, who say, oh, like, thank you for making this deck. It really made me like this hero that I didn't like mm. before um, once I found, you know, this deck that you made. And, you know, it's <laughs> it's really hard for me to then be like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I didn't do, you know, it, it wasn't me or, or whatever. Um, it, it's really hard to then try and be like that humble person. I don't try to, <laughs> you well, know, like, this, Drew, yeah, hard to be humble. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't try to, to brag and like throw it in people's faces or anything, but I do really appreciate it. And, and I really love, you know, all, all the positive feedback. And even sometimes when people have negative feedback, but normally the feedback I get is, um, oh, why did you do this? Like, could could you explain that more? And, exactly. And That's those, what I want yeah. you on here today. Like, how yeah. did you, I would word it as, how did you see that? Not why did you do that? Because yeah. it seems like all of your genius works out in these decks. So how did you see it? Yeah, some sometimes that doesn't always work out. There there are a lot of trial and error um, kind of things. I've been trying for a really, really long time to make a decent deck with Spider-Woman and having things like Enraged. Enraged, if anyone doesn't remember, it's that uh, 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 ally attachment that gives it plus two attack, but then if it attacks, it takes an extra consequential damage. So it's not really all that great, you know, because it just kills your ally faster. But one of the things you can do is like, you can use that attack for something else. So with Spider-Woman, you can include leadership cards. You can include something like Mass Attack or Teamwork. And that's just a really cool idea. But I've tried it many, many, many times. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it still kind of struggles. Um, but I think that's a, a good segue into getting into, I think, the, the larger question that you were asking here, which is, you know, how, how, do, how do we get to these things, you know? And I think that 
looking at a card like Enraged, where it's, you know, first of all, you have to think about, okay, what are the benefits of this card? Because it was clearly designed for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, okay, it, it sure. has a purpose, right? Sure. And so we, we first have to think about, well, okay, so what, what, what are the strengths of this card? If, if I want to use this card in my deck, I'm looking through, you know, my collection. I see a card. I say, oh, I never played this card. What kind of deck could this work in? And so you have to look at the fact that it increases your attack or, or your ally's attack. And it's pretty cheap. It's just a one-cost card, which is which is pretty decent for for being able to do that. And then you have to look at the fact that, okay, <laughs> it's going to increase the consequential damage you take. So you have to find alternative ways to use that attack. And unfortunately, for most uh, scenarios, there's only one where you can actually really use that. And that's Sandman. But that's one really interesting use for that mm. that I've found is when you're playing Sandman, you can have your ally, you, you know, your enraged ally <laughs> going in and clearing the rubble and things like that um, to help you clear that. And then it doesn't have to attack and it doesn't have to um, deal with all of that stuff. And then you can probably take that a little bit further and think, okay, so what are some other allies that I just want on the board? Maybe they're doing something interesting for me, or maybe they have some ability when they come into play or, or something like that, or something I could use every round. But I don't want to, you know, exhaust them for their ability. And so, Brawn, for example, the mm -hmm. signature ally for Ironheart, you can generate a mental resource every time it's exhausted. So you can think, okay, well, Ironheart with Enraged on Brawn against Sandman is pretty strong because Brawn has three attack already. So now he's clearing five rubble every single turn and gen generating you uh, a resource. I mean that's 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 what I'm talking about. Like, so it's the, it's a breadth of knowledge of the card pool for one, but it's also knowing like not how like two cards fit together, but maybe how three, four cards create possibilities, right? So like, and you you said something, Drew, that I I like a lot, which is like you go through your collection and see cards that you don't use a lot. Is that a is that like a thing you'll do? Be like, well, oh, I've never played this card. Yeah, I think. You you touched upon something else that I wanted to talk about, which is that like breadth of knowledge. You know, I think sometimes when people ask me, or or you know, just in conversations that I've had about deck building, mm -hmm. and then some people say, you know, I can't do that. It's it's so ridiculous to expect people to be able to do that, or or something like that. And <laughs> I, I keep trying to tell people, you know, like it's it's a process, you know, and it, it's a journey, and we're all at a certain point in our journey and everything like that. And my ability to make decks at you know whatever level I'm at is really informed by a lot of things I've already done in the past, right? Like mm -hmm, I played mm -hmm. Netrunner competitively for about six years. I okay. won really big tournaments uh, in my country. I came, I think my, my best one, I was like third at the New Zealand Nationals. Um, I think the last year that, that, it was, that, it, that the game was out. And then I won a regional tournament, um, I think the year before that, which had about 30 people, which isn't very big for <laughs> some of the tournaments that are in, in the U.S., but that was like the largest tournament that we had had at the at that point in New Zealand. We had a lot of really really good players. Um, so again, not to brag, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but just to just to say, you know, 
I'm I'm bringing a lot of extra experience into this, and I know a lot of people who are playing Champions is like their first kind of game like this, where you are customizing your deck and you're putting in all of these cards and things like that, mm-hmm. and you're saying why why can't I do this? You know, like that. You know, you're expecting too much of me, and actually, I'm I'm not. It's you know, it's it's a process, and you start at a certain point, and some of the things that you can do, one is just read the cards. Just talk about the cards. Just think about the cards and find cards that you think are interesting. I think a lot of people have cards that they they end up putting into a lot of decks. I think some cards end up tending to be cards that a lot of people put into a lot of decks. Like Strength in mm-hmm. Numbers, I Thank think, yeah. is, is such a huge you know combo enabler for leadership. Mm-hmm. And of course, it makes sense that a lot of people would, would end up using that. But then mm-hmm. you can do something like I do sometimes, which is I do, you know, as I'm going through my binder and building a deck, I'll think, oh, I haven't, I don't think I've ever used this card. It's right. a cool card, you know, but there's so many cards, there's so many combinations, there's so many things, and, and you know, you can only play the game so many times. Right. Um, so you, you really have to, to, to dedicate some time outside of the game to also, you know, mm-hmm being apprised and, and remembering all of this stuff. And so I think that on on that level, just go easy on yourselves. Those of you who think <laughs> like, this is so hard, I can never do yeah. it. You know, like one, one thing that I like to think about in terms of using decks online, because I did this a lot when I played Netrunner, I only posted one deck in that six years that I played where it was like my one original idea. Everything sure. else, I just took other sure. people's ideas. And then, you know, I would make edits and changes, and I take out this card for that card and things like that. And so, like, I was still deck building, you know, I was still customizing my deck. It's just that I was starting at someone else's endpoint whenever they posted the deck. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And so, I think that I've, I've heard this a lot as well in conversations where people say, I don't net deck. No, I'm too good for that. Or, you know, like it, it's it's a sign of not being a good deck builder. If well, you those people are silly because then they're not playing one of your decks. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, it it also means that they're they're looking at this totally the wrong way. It's mm. not that yeah. you are being lazy. It's not that you don't have the skill. It's not you know. It, it's not anything negative at all. What I think it means is that you are going to start at this point where I finished, right? You can stand on my shoulders and then keep it going. <laughs> and you can, you yeah. know, do do whatever it is that you want to do to, you know, add to it and change it and things like that. And then everything you're doing in this process is helping you learn. And then you'll get better over time. Right. And so I think that um uh, another thing to sort of think about this is that it's it's a process, you know. There isn't a certain point where I think decks become solved. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen this a lot where people say, you know, oh, this deck is solved. There's there's a and and what I mean by that is there's a specific number of Yeah, yeah. This is the deck for X. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that there's there's no variation at all. This mm-hmm. is a perfectly trimmed to 40 card list. And if you change anything, then you've completely ruined the tech or, or something like that. Um, yeah. And and I think that, you know, there there are a lot of factors that can go into why you would want to change some of these things. Right. 
who you're playing with, right? Sometimes if you're playing with newer players, they don't want something that's super complicated to play, you know, mm-hmm. that's dealing with all these combos and triggers. And then you have to worry about sequencing, about playing this card before you play this other card so that you can get extra value out of it and things like sure, that. Right. And if you're playing with kids, you know, sometimes they just want really big numbers um, and, and things like that. And so there, there are lots of things to consider in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, what would make a, a good deck and things that you would need to put into a deck to make it good. Uh, I was just going to say that this is uh, reminding me of something that I think has come up quite a bit as well, which is that sometimes when people make a deck, I think they they try to say that you know the the purpose of this deck is to win and that if someone's <laughs> playing a deck for fun right like like i just want to play a, a deck that's going to be fun i want to see if my 20 card combo goes off yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or something like that you know i, yeah. I want to have this very specific sequence of events in which so that i can win in this specific way um mm. then then that's fine Right. If if that's your goal. And I think that some people kind of look down on that sometimes and they say, oh, it's Mm. not as strong. But, you know, this is this is a cooperative game. It's not a competitive game. We don't necessarily need to make strong decks uh, to beat just anyone. We know the scenarios that we're playing against unless, you know, we purposely keep it a secret. But we know which villain we choose. We know which uh, modulars to include. We know whether we're using standard or standard two. We know what's in these decks, and we know what we need to do if we need to counter these kinds of things. And we can modulate the difficulty up and down, and we can just play for fun instead of just playing to completely destroy <laughs> the AI yeah. uh, of this game. Yeah. Right. So, Drew, if you don't mind, I'd like to praise you even a little bit more. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> so, so, you know, one of the things that I've complained about LCGs since the the format was created is that after a certain point in time, the the card pool is so vast that you actually end up using fewer cards than you did at the beginning. Right. So like there's a thousand cards and I bought them all and I used 12, right. That's like, it's a problem I have with the Mm -hmm. format of LCGs. And, and, And so what I really appreciate about your decks, and you had mentioned this earlier is like, it's finding those cards that aren't used very often. They were just as thoughtfully designed by game makers that I have great faith in. And you will often, in your decks, take cards that are not used very often and spend a lot of your time talking about why this card works in this situation or why, you know, maybe why it's been ignored for as long as it has and how it works here. Um, And the other thing I want to praise you for is, you know, for everyone who's been on Marvel cdb.com and looked at deck lists and such the the best deck builders also write up notes and your your notes on your decks are intellectual gracious and just super fantastic because they're all they're like cheeky and funny and and they also kind of like speak to almost every question that could be asked but then you'll often find your decks have a really long line of comments on them. And most of those comments are, oh my God, Drew, this is amazing. I tried it this weekend and it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. um, but sometimes they will be questioning you. And I just want to also commend you for, this is a community that's supposed, that we want to be positive and we care a lot about that. 
your responses to people, even critics, are always gracious. And I want to thank you for that. Yeah. I you keep you keep the dialogue going. You don't shut it down. You I mean, I think a lot of times people say a thing in a way that they might not intend and you you sort of circumvent that in your responses. And it's brilliant. I, I'm thinking about your deck, the uh the drunken master, the, the kitty pride deck. It's got lots of comments. It's a 68 comment thread and people love it. But like there's a lot going on in that comment thread that and you're involved and what you have to say to people is really lovely and sweet and kind. And you are an incredible like diplomat for this game. So I just really want to make sure that I commend you for that. I don't even know how to reply to that. Thank <laughs> you. Thank humble. you so much. Um, no, but I, but it's important. I think it's an important yeah. thing that keeps people involved in the community and into this game is that there are people like you that lead lead it on sort of a intellectual and heart le- le- way that is important. Yeah, I I really appreciate that you noticed that because um, actually for for some people who may not remember, uh, maybe this was about a year ago. Um, Brian V, who's another oh. really amazing uh, deck creator. Warlock deck. Yeah, he created a Warlock deck. And the very first comment was extremely dismissive of his deck. And I kind of responded to that comment in a way where I things got a little out of hand and I, I eventually had to kind of step back, you know, and and I think that that's kind of put me into trying to be even more cognizant uh, of this. Um, something happened recently as well, where I was trying to discuss a, a deck with someone else and it it just kind of got out of hand and, and I realized, um, you know, what what we should be doing, instead of trying to say, my deck is better than yours, or this would be a, a good way of making your deck, right? Instead of... Right. Instead I can't of, believe you didn't include this Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in, right. Instead of doing that, instead of trying to tell people, like, your deck would be better if you followed my advice because I'm smarter and better than you, right? In, in, mm-hmm. Instead of thinking it in those terms, thinking it that we all have individual differences, we all have certain scenarios that we probably like to play more often, which changes, you know, like what I was saying, the meta, if you will, where your encounter will change based on the scenarios that you play. Maybe I don't like Ronin, or maybe I love Ronin, and that's the only one I play. And so that will that will drastically change the, t- the kinds of cards that I feel are important and valuable. And there's also personal differences with how we want to play our decks, how we want to engage with this game and engage with this content and the certain types of things that we find satisfying about playing these kinds of games. And I think in in that way, the way that I would frame it differently is, I love your version of this deck. Here are the changes that I made to make it my own, right? And so now we're not saying that like, this is the deck and then I'm I'm making your deck better. We're just saying, no, 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 like this is your deck. And then here now I'm standing on your shoulders, as I was saying earlier. Yep. And I'm making those changes, right? But but for me, right? And I'm not going to tell you how to play your deck or, or something like that. And I think that for a cooperative game, 
this is how we should be trying to engage with things, where we're working cooperatively with everyone to solve issues. Maybe someone will say, I played your deck and I had these problems, right? These were the things that happened in the scenarios I played against that I couldn't deal with. And then we could say, okay, well, maybe try this, maybe try this, maybe try- Let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it opens up a conversation where now we're problem solving and we're not trying to throw shade on anyone. We're not trying to drag anyone under the bus. We're not trying to say, oh, yeah, your, your deck's terrible. Like, I tried it and it's really bad. Why did you even post this? Instead of framing it like that, <laughs> yeah. right? We're just saying, okay, I tried your deck. I had these specific problems. Is there any way I could change it so that it could fix the or, or it could overcome these problems? I had um, one of my friends, he was watching a YouTube series where when the Spider-Verse stuff was releasing this mm -hmm. YouTube series, they were playing decks, uh, going through the campaign and everything, and they were waiting for all these new heroes and everything. And Spider, Penny Parker, is probably my favorite hero in the game. Even even still now, after all the X-Men stuff has come out. She's so fun to play. She's so engaging. And I made a deck for her when she first came out. And on this YouTube channel, someone suggested that he play my deck. And I thought, oh, that would be really cool like to, to watch it. And of course, they're streaming at like 2 in the morning. So I couldn't watch it live. But I watched it when I got up, and the very first thing he said was, I played this deck, I couldn't get it to work, I'm going to play this other one instead. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it was it was like a couple of days of build-up where he's like, oh, he was oh, looking no. at your deck, he looked at it, he said he's going to play it tomorrow. And then, you know, but the, the way the deck works is... It's follow through. So every time you do excess damage, you do more excess damage. It's using handguns. So you're increasing your attack and getting overkill. And so the way this deck works, you need minions to, to defeat and then right. overkill. And the scenario that he was going to use it against was Sinister Six. And there's almost no minions, but a lot of villains. So that mm -hmm. deck was really terrible for that specific situation. And I think that you know, that, that's kind of how we should think about these things. Instead of just sure. saying, I tried this deck one time against one scenario that it's not very good against and determined that the deck is terrible, well, we think, okay, yeah. Yeah, Drew, I've seen that deck. I played alongside it. Steve was playing with it. And every turn I accused him of cheating. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way you can do all that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> yeah. I know the deck. Um, yeah, and there, there are certain situations where it does really well. No, but you're right. It's scenario specific. It's player specific. It's oh man, Drew. I'm, we're just the community is grateful to you and the way you not just like the intellectual way you see the the game and all that, but just your presence and the way you talk about it and the way you sort of, I think, guide the community into how to how to communicate and how to, like, be a community playing a cooperative game because it really should have a different, it should feel different, right? Yeah, like, yeah. On, on uh, Board Game Geek, there's a community for the Solo Players Guild, and their motto is, together we play alone, which is, um, <laughs> oh, you know, that. it's, 
It's pretty good. I I, yeah. I don't post there as much anymore. Um, but I do play Champions alone a lot. But I think even for people who play this game true solo, right, or, mm -hmm. or even two-handed, whatever, um, you just play this game on your own. You have no one that you actually play the game with. I think you can still play this game with other people in the sense that you are posting decks and talking about them, or you're going on Reddit or Facebook or whatever and talking about the game. You know, mm -hmm. they've had this Mutant Monday for the last uh, few months showing new cards. And I know that uh, a lot of the comments are like, oh, it's so obvious, or they already showed this card <laughs> or something. But it's still engagement with the community. You're still talking with people. You're still, right. you know, interacting and things like that. And then you can take those experiences that you had by yourself just against the deck, you know, playing against Ultron or Ronin or Green Goblin or whatever. And then you can now share them with other people. And I think that it's really important to really try to push that and make it a safe space for people to be able to share those experiences. Because sometimes when people do that, I've seen people say, oh, this scenario is really hard, where famously within the community, it's really easy. And I think right. it's really easy for some people to fall into that trap of thinking that, Yes, it is very easy because everyone says it's easy. So if this person's having difficulty, <laughs> clearly there's a problem with this person, right? Or right. and and the reverse is true as well. I've seen people say this is very easy and then most people think it's very hard and the immediate kinds of comments that people are going to say is you're playing it wrong. You got some rules wrong or or something like that, right? And it's not that people are having these different experiences, that they're playing things differently, that they're using different heroes or different modulars, or maybe they just have a very different strategy with how they want to engage with the game. Oh, Drew, thank you so much for this conversation tonight. And if nothing else, folks, we just take away, we lead with grace, and we're a community that should be positive and nurturing and caring about each other and having a conversation. Right. If you got a question, there's ways to ask it. And Drew models all the ways to answer them. And again, thank you so much for being here tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. I think we Absolutely. we kind of sidestep a lot of the deck building conversation, but I think this is a good conversation to Maybe, have. Maybe, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to know how to build a deck, go go to Marvel CDB, look up Drew, and not only read the decks and see the decks and read the write-ups, but also follow the comments on there. Because all of your decks, I feel, Drew, have a thousand comments under them. And that's the conversation that you're talking about for the most part is, hey, this this worked for me. This didn't. What's it, What are other options? You just go through them. And it's it's just a really interesting intellectual exercise to read the comments on your decks. So I definitely encourage all of you to do that. Such a great conversation to start our calendar. Um, Drew, thank you so much for being here. Yep, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really good. Absolutely. Good night, all. Good night. Hey, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. That was our special gift to you. You want to send us holiday gifts? You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. Or you can find us on YouTube by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardine, Big Fun Bloaf, and Watering Tuke. If you like our show, tell Santa. If you don't like our show, tell Krampus. 
Good night, everyone. <laughs>